Welcome to Terminal Value. So everything I do here at Terminal Value is based around one big question, and that is how do growth-oriented people transform their business and their life to achieve world-class levels of value in everything they do? That is the question, and I am here to bring you the answers. My name is Doug Utberg, and this is Terminal Value. I publish new podcast episodes five times per week. So make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any content. And also make sure to follow me on social. You can just look for the Doug Utberg handle. Please comment and let me know your thoughts. I'm looking forward to working together so that we can make your life amazing. We have Kevin O'Neill with us today. And what we're going to be talking about is what I like to call running toward the chaos fire. So Kevin is a serial tech and tech entrepreneur who's also has a crossover in restaurants, which is where his current company Margin Edge is at. So Margin Edge, or he joined Margin Edge, which provides tech services for restaurants right in the middle of COVID, which of course is COVID was the ultimate chaos firestorm for anything involved with restaurants. And this is why I say running toward the firestorm, because most people would say, ah, I don't want anything to do with that. Get it away from me. Whereas people like Kevin say, oh my goodness, an entire industry is on fire. Let's go fix it. And so Kevin, tell me a little bit about your story because I intentionally tried to not get too many nuggets in the pre-show so that I could hear them all in real time. Yeah, sure, Doug. Thanks for having me. And you know, I love how you put it, the chaos of the fire. And I think for many entrepreneurs, it's always chaos and being in the fire, but surely COVID especially sent chaos and fire towards people in the software business and, and to the restaurateurs themselves, yeah. if not all of us ac- across the globe. My background is, is being a tech entrepreneur. I joke that I always end up at banks, but usually through acquisition. I and mean, I've spent some time on the venture side as well. When COVID hit, I was working with Margin Edge, but on the venture side. And mm-hmm. I will tell you that about a week into COVID, Bo and Roy, who are our two founders, pulled the board together. And they said, guys, we need you to know three things. And I was like, oh my gosh, what are they going to tell everyone in the middle of COVID? <laughs> and the first thing they said was, one thing is everyone we have on our team came from the restaurant industry. And so we're not going to lay any of them off because they and their friends and family all came from the restaurant industry and they have nowhere to go to find another job. And I thought that's interesting. And the second thing Bo said was, and our customers, you guys know, just for a reminder, they're all restaurants. <laughs> And they don't have any way to make money, so they don't have any way to pay us. So we're not going to charge anyone for the software. And I thought, oh, gosh, this is getting even more interesting. And the third thing he said, though, was he said, I just want you guys to know that like, we're going to figure it out. And I think at the end of the day, that's what all entrepreneurs are doing, right? They're asking what if. And COVID was surely a curveball, but this team figured it out. And I think one of the things that made Margin Edge successful as it is today was that not one employee left during COVID. Not one was laid off and not one left. And so... The team really rallied around COVID. We made some changes to our product. And in fact, as you said, like I went from being on the venture side to joining full-time and jumping on this ship. Outstanding. Okay. Well, I have to say just for my interest, the restaurant industry has always fascinated me because it is probably one of the most competitive, lowest margin, highest capital cost businesses you can start. It's like the, it's the trifecta of difficulty, which of course means that it takes exceptionally good business savvy and work ethic to do it successfully, which of course is why the failure rate is so high. And so I'm just personally fascinated to learn a little more about how Margin and Works Edge works in with the restaurant industry and how you're able to help more of those entrepreneurs succeed 
again, principally just to in- indulge my own intellectual curiosity. Yeah. You know, I, I wish I could disagree with what you said about the restaurant industry, but it is by every means a, a hard business to be in. But sure, all the things friends- they told me to avoid in business school. <laughs> That's right. But surely we see friends and family go into that business every day, right? And we see people, we walk out our front doors and we see, you know, we see the Cisco trucks delivering food to numerous restaurants and we go there on Friday and Saturday nights. You know, I look at the restaurant industry is a passion industry. Mm -hmm. And so you're either passionate about making food or you're passionate about making people's day. And when people walk in your restaurant, you realize that like they're not getting that day back. And so whether you are serving a couple who comes to lunch or you're serving a family at dinner or a couple of buddies who get together later in the evening, how you treat them, the food that you serve them, the experience you provide, they're not getting that that time back. And so one of the things I love about building software for restaurant people is that they really want to save time in their lives Mm -hmm. so they can spend more time in their business at the points that matter. And so specifically, Margin Edge brings together all of your data so that every day, you know, on the previous day, whether you made or lost money, down to the hour. So we bring together your pay, we bring together your sales data, your payroll data, all of your food cost data, and you know how to run your business better. And so now, you know, entrepreneurs that go into the restaurant industry, they don't have to spend Sunday morning reconciling bills because the software does that so they can spend that time with their family. They don't have to spend mm-hmm. Friday night taking inventory at 2 a.m. in the freezer. Now they may still do that, but the information that comes out will be much quicker and they'll be able to make better decisions coming out of that. So you know, at the end of the day, it, it really is rewarding to build software for people who are going to put that time right back into their business and put it into the experience that you and I have when we go out to dinner with our families. Yeah. Well, and one of the things I heard that it kind of really resonates with me is that I did not hear a company mission, which is to try to amplify the average recurring revenue and multiple so you can get as high a valuation, you know, so you can get a 200x valuation or you know, whatever the companies like Palantir, the ridiculous multiples like Palantir and Snowflake went for. What I really heard is a mission about enabling restaurant entrepreneurs to really be able to amplify their passion. And that kind of thing really resonates me just because I feel like a lot of businesses kind of lost its soul, which I anticipate that a lot of those businesses are going to go bankrupt or get acquired in the next two years. Because at the time of this recording, the financial markets are in the midst of what is technically a correction. And I personally think there's further down to go than up. But, you know, So this is recorded on November 2nd, 2022. <laughs> People hold me accountable. Slay me in the comments if I'm wrong, but I don't think we're done with the equity market correcting. Yeah. You know, you make a good point. I think we all go through high school and we find a high school guidance counselor tells us like pursue your passions. Uh-huh. And everyone can say, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice to say. At Margin Edge, it's really true. You know, Bo and Roy are two founders. They started in the restaurant industry together. They still own restaurants together, but they built this software out of helping run their restaurants better. Mm-hmm. And then when they decided to commercialize the software for other people's restaurants, they remained true to that about exactly what they would want in their own restaurants. And the team goes that as well. Our sales team, I believe our sales team is the only sales team in the industry where every single person, every single one of them is an XGM of a restaurant. Wow. <laughs> and so think about that when you come to the conversation with a restaurant owner, right? They're getting served all kinds of, you know, they literally are getting served all kinds of software for all different walks of life. And none of them went in the business to put together a software stack to run a restaurant. When they talk to our restaurant, when they talk to our sales team, our sales team is going to give them really true advice from what they saw themselves. You know, what is it like to take inventory at 2 a.m. in the freezer on an iPad? What does it mean when, the, you know, 
different things don't work in a restaurant. And what does it mean when you're not being profitable and how do you drive that? And so truly at Margin Edge, it is a labor of love to help mm-hmm. the, you know everyone's coworkers in the restaurant industry be successful. And if, if we can build software every day that helps people do that and gives them their time back and helps them make an extra dollar, then there, there's a benefit for offering it. That's excellent. Well, okay. What I want to do now is kind of pivot back toward our initial uh, point, which is running toward the fire of chaos. So I think we talked a little bit about kind of margin edge and how you came in, uh, but you know, talk to me a little bit of just about how you got through that. You know, that I guess I, the best I can say is maelstrom of uh, of COVID for restaurants yeah. because you know you had a whole bunch of places that were all shut down. Where I'm at in Oregon, they were shut down for a ridiculously long time. There was pretty much no compensation provided other than. I think the SBA offered to you know, issue tremendous amount of debt, which I guess helped in the short term. But the thing about debt is it has to be paid back. <laughs> and at some point, that's going to become burdensome. And so, you know, just this enormous firestorm. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, since you're the type of person who says, oh, look, there's a giant problem that it looks like is unsolvable. Let me go tackle it. Tell me about kind of going in and wrestling with that. Yeah, it's so interesting because in hindsight, we all know that COVID was a couple of years, but we forget that in the first couple days or weeks of COVID, we actually didn't know if it was three weeks or three months or three quarters. Mm-hmm. And I think most of us probably ran businesses in the way that we sort of optimistically hoped it would be three months or three quarters, not yeah. you know closer to two full years. I think there's two parts of this. You know, one part is like, what did the Margin Edge team do? And the yeah. second part is then like, what did the industry do? And then what was our role in that? So first and foremost, I would say like, what did the Margin Edge team do? Like, we dug deep as a team. You know, I think a good startup is sort of like, it's like a cross between the best sports team you've ever been on, being one of like 10 siblings, and then just having a ton of passion all on the same thing. And when you bring that together, it means like, you know, you can go out and you can wrestle around with new ideas and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, you're going to come back to the dinner table mm-hmm. and you're going to figure out how to make it all work. And so, you know, I think the team was very forgiving on all sides as we tried to figure out what this new normal was. You know, we, we couldn't have sales reps go into restaurants because First of all, the restaurant may not be open, but if they were, they were open for delivery, right? They weren't open for sales reps to walk in. Yeah. And we needed a whole new cadence to engage at the team, right? Our Even our development team wasn't coming into an office. They were all working from home. And so how did we engage the team and keep that same passion going? That was so obvious when we were in the office, but we wanted to maintain. So we did that. The second piece was, you know, what happened in the industry? And so I think, you know, Bo and Roy's initial thoughts that like, we are going to keep our team employed. We are going to find ways to win. One of the initial things we found, speaking to your loans, was the PPP loans, right? They were an extension to restaurants. And so we had a big chunk of the data that people needed to put together their PPP loans. And so we could help with that. The second thing we did is we started taking the data we had and publishing sort of neighborhood benchmarks. So you could tell, like, maybe I switched to full takeout, but am I up 10% or down 10% or down 80%? in some cases. Mm-hmm. But how do I stand against the other restaurants in my neighborhood, right? Are people ordering out? And we tried to do that with our own data. We also did it with some other third-party providers' data. And again, in hindsight now, we all know that there was all this pent-up demand to not have to cook and to spend time with your family and not be at business meals. And so really what we all should have done is just offer like $25 to $50 gourmet pizzas so kids could be happy with pizza and adults could be happy with some fresh ingredients. But that wasn't so obvious in the point. So t- being able to t- take data, package it up in a way that the restaurant owner could start to benchmark their business became a real differentiator for us and for our customers. 
Got it. Well, and I think, yeah, that kind of thing really makes sense. I mean, because, because like, for example, you know, if, if I think of myself, say, you know, as I'm a restaurant and everything just got shut down and I'm on takeout or delivery only. And like, for example, you know, if I see that the restaurants around me are doing significantly higher volume, you know, because, you know, if you're a restaurant, you know, you, you know who your comparables are in the area. If I see that they're doing significantly higher volume, that says, okay, well, maybe I should go just kind of snoop what they're doing and reverse engineer it so that I can try to figure out how to kind of where to step up my efforts. You know, I think that's ultimately what business intelligence is to figure out, okay, you know, where are the best practices? And then does that tells you that, you know, that narrows down where you need to study and then what practices do I need to implement for my business? That's right. You know what? And the hardest part of being an entrepreneur is you're a little bit alone, right? They say this about CEOs, but it's true about restaurant owners too. And, and every day mattered. It's not like restaurant owners had you know some built up and surely there were some uh, government programs later. But in the very beginning, it's not like they had you know months and months of capital built up to run their their business. They had to pivot. Or like they had days food in the refrigerator and freezer they had to sell. <laughs> yeah. And they had a whole different ordering process, a whole different supply chain in a way that, you know, at least in our lives, lifetimes, we'd never seen before. Yeah, exactly. And I think that one of the things about your story that really resonates with me is the idea that you had your founders where they said, okay, we're not laying anybody off. We are going to be, you know, we're not going to be charging for our software while everything's going because people can't pay it anyway. And so, you know, for the people that make it through, I want them to be very loyal to us because we didn't stick it to them while they were going through all this trouble. But then with absolutely no clue how it was going to happen, that the founder expressed complete belief that you were going to get through it. And I actually think that part is a little under, how would I say, underappreciated. Underappreciated part of a lot of entrepreneurs is that complete and total belief that you will be able to accomplish something that you have absolutely no clue how you're going to get to it. That will that if you can't find, you know, as Hannibal said, right, if you will either find a way or make one. That's right. And, you know, so it's that that full determination that even though you don't have the slightest idea of how you're going to do it, that somehow you're going to do it. That's right. And I think, you know, you, you're an entrepreneur too, right? You started this podcast and exactly, um, you know, I think it is that it just that started unique... recording and people said, Oh, I go, Oh, does your podcast make money? I'm like, you're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> It's that unique skill of every entrepreneur, right? Well, the, the hardest step might be the first step, but you have to take the first step to take the second step. And sometimes when you're 10 steps in, and even when you found success, you know, getting back to what made you want to do that in the first place. And in our case, it was making restaurant owners successful. And so, you know, COVID magnified that, but surely the vision remained the same, right? How and what can we do to help make restaurant owners successful? And everyone likes a good success story. And in ours, in ours it really is, you know, the business was founded seven plus years ago. They'd gone through one round of venture capital prior to COVID. It went through another round of venture capital funding in COVID. And then just recently closed the C round based on the success really coming out of that team sticking together throughout COVID. No one person can do it at that stage. And it's yeah. everyone rowing in the same direction. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say with a venture background, I'm taking this on a little bit of a tangent here, but I, I sure. think it's still an interesting tangent. With your venture background, you know, the traditional, I guess you'd say, wisdom for venture funds is that, you know, you bet on the person, not necessarily the business, because like a lot of people will focus on, okay, their business, their segment, their all this kind of stuff. But at least from what I've read, a, a lot of venture people will say, yeah, probably about 80% of it's the person, because the business that I fund them for may not be the business that you know, may not have anything to do with the business they end up in. <laughs> if the people are good, they'll figure out how to turn whatever they've got into something useful. That's right. And I am a firm believer in that, right? If you continue to ask that question, what if, 
true entrepreneurs, true creative people will find a way. And yeah, you know, not just for margin edge, restaurants found a way. You know, people started ordering, people started delivering pizzas, people started doing boxes for families. You know, if you might have been focused on business lunches, but business lunches weren't going to pay the bills for the better mm-hmm. part of two years. We have a great entrepreneur who runs the margin edge software who started doing smoked fish deliveries to neighborhoods. And you could come to the truck and pick up smoked fish. And neighborhoods embraced this and he had to change his ordering process. But it was all that he didn't have people coming to his restaurant, but he had a lot of smoked fish and a lot of capacity. Uh-huh. And so how do you keep your team employed? How do you make your business successful? And at the end of the day, how do you meet the needs of your customers? And you know, he was meeting the needs of his customers who are now eating from home and not going to the grocery store and not coming to his restaurant, but still fulfilling their need of a meal. In our case, we were still fulfilling the needs of what that restaurant needed, which was, did I make a dollar or did I lose a dollar yesterday? Yeah. Surely for a good period of time, it looked different than a dining restaurant as our typical customer. Got it. Well, and then also, you know, I'm, if I put myself in the shoes of the person, the people that just funded your C round, you know, the thing that I'd be thinking is that like, well, if they can make it through that, <laughs> then I don't have to be all that worried. <laughs> That's a, I hope they thought that, you know, we remind ourselves of that too. We say like, guys, remember two short years ago, we made it through this. And now like, this seems like nothing. And I think that's a good part of life, right? Like if you make it through some tough things, then you know certain things in your future either don't seem as tough or at least you can fall back on those experiences as a baseline. Mm-hmm. And in this case, I think our team is much stronger. If we hadn't gone through that, it might've been an easy ride to success. But in general, in life, the path to success is not a straight line and it surely hasn't been here. Precisely. Yes. They call it the zigzag path, right? You know, the up and down, up and down, up and down, hopefully in an upward slope. But yes, it, it, it's definitely not just a straight out line. That's right. That's right. All right. So, hey, Kevin, this has been a, been a great conversation so far. Give me a few more of your last thoughts. And then also, you know, let everybody know where they can find out a little more. Yeah, sure. So, Doug, I really appreciate you, you know, putting this together. You know, I think one of the things that you bring out so well in people and what listening to a few other podcasts is just like, what does it take on this road to be successful? And I think, you know, you you use the term running towards the chaos, but sometimes running towards the chaos is is exactly what makes life fun, right? And mm-hmm. it can drive financial success in, in a startup, but it can also drive a lot of personal success. And so I appreciate you asking the questions and bringing that on. You know, where can you find out mar- more marginedge.com? We are focused on helping make restaurants more successful. You know, we, we welcome conversations with anyone in the restaurant industry for sure. If you're running a restaurant and wondering about how to make it run better, we, we welcome a conversation. Outstanding. Excellent. Well, hey, Kevin, I really, really do appreciate your time today. Great. Thank you, Doug. I appreciate you having me. All right. Hey, thanks for watching to the end of the video. There's just a couple of things that I need from you right now. Number one is I need you to subscribe. If you're not already a subscriber to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and turn notifications on. That way you will know every time I publish new content. Number two, comment, share your thoughts. I want to know what you did and didn't like. What should I make next? And number three, share this with your friends. Go on to Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, wherever you uh, you hang out socially, and then post a link to this video and let people know what you liked about it and make sure to tag me.
And then what I would also like to do is I would like to offer you the most incredible free gift ever. And this is related to my business where I help other businesses reduce their contract related costs. If you are a decision maker in a business, then I want to talk with you to see about how we can address your contract costs and drive savings. If you know somebody who is a business decision maker, then I would like you to help me get in contact with them. And in exchange, I am going to give you a absolutely free vacation at one of 30 places across the United States with no obligation and no timeshare pitch. Uh, the value of this, again, depending on how much savings we achieve, can literally be between thousands and millions. So anyway, just hit the button below for the most incredible free gift ever. Make sure to subscribe, share, and comment, and watch the next video because I'll be at you with more.